Welcome to Irish Exit Everything. My name is Frank, and on this Friday the 13th, I want to talk about something very spooky, and that is exercise. If you listen to the Tough Mudder episode, episode 25, if you want to go listen to it, you know that I've started running to exercise, if you can call it running. It's more like lumbering forward, gasping for air, but um, apparently that's good for you. So yeah, I decided to give exercise a shot because you should try everything at least once, Uh, with a few exceptions, of course, like murder or gas station fish fillets, but uh, the whole working out thing was working out for me. Um, I was losing weight. Um, if I was ever standing naked somewhere, I could look down and see my feet. So that's pretty cool. It's good to know they're still down there. But um, I've hit a bit of, of plateau, and I'm not really losing any additional weight. Um, I'm just sort of maintaining a dad bod. But like a dad who's on the verge of completely giving up. So that's got me wondering, what am I doing wrong? You know, is it just a matter of not working hard enough? Because that's a good possibility, but I don't want to admit that. Um, is it a matter of dieting? Because that's also likely, but I don't want to give up Panda Express. So, you know, what's the deal here? Um, I wanted to talk to someone who is successfully fighting this battle against chunkiness and get some insight from them. So I reached out to my good friend Derek, who is basically an expert on this stuff. Um, here's our conversation. So... Out of all our friends, I would say that you are probably the best example of a health and fitness success story. Uh, would you? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Uh, I guess it depends on what you consider a success story. Yes or no? Would you agree with that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Would you say that you used to be fat? I don't want to be the one to say it. So would you say that you used to be fat? I'm a fat boy at heart. Okay. I will always be a fat boy. Interesting. Why do you say that? Because I like to binge eat, even though it's very hard to stop myself. Um, so I just don't buy sweets and stuff like that. I love sugar. I don't buy Pop-Tarts, or I'd eat the whole pack in two days. Um, What's your go-to flavor? Depends. But I really like cookies and cream. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. S'mores is always a classic. That's a good one. Uh, but, no, man, uh, eating sweets and junk food, things like that, it's like a, I don't know if you want to consider it like a crutch, but it makes me feel good. But I also feel good when I'm active and I'm eating well. So it's like that counterbalance of do I want to feel good now or do I want to feel good later on down the road and it's a hard thing for me to battle because I like both <laughs> for sure yeah so you're a, you're always a fat boy at heart yeah um, I'm a fat boy at heart. again I don't want to be the one to say it though what, did you used to be a, a fat boy overall not just at heart uh, in life my weight's always fluctuated okay gone up and down a lot uh, I was really, really chubby when I was a baby, <laughs> to the point where when I was really little, my mom was like, "You can't, you couldn't sit up on your own. You're so fat, you rolled over." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and 
It's like I was one of those toys that had the weight in it that made it fall. Oh, the. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say weeble, weeble wobble, but Maybe, um, so was, don't fall down. So you were a weeble wobble that did fall down. Yeah. Oh. Pretty much. <laughs> but no, weight always went up and down, and really, like high school, early college time was when I really like got bigger. Uh, I'm not that tall. You know, I'm like five ten, mm-hmm. something like that. And high school, I hit my heaviest weight. I was about 250. I think I think I hit a little over 250, uh, which at 5'10", is like not great. And I wasn't active at all. So I didn't really think much of it. I also didn't have access to any facilities or anything. I babysat a lot and worked a lot. So I really I didn't play any sports. I didn't have the opportunity to do that or anything. So, But I got to college, and that kind of, like, my my behavior bled over I guess and like me and Robbie always joke around we did Taco Bell runs every Friday night and or after class it wasn't even Friday night it was like 6 o'clock <laughs> 5 o'clock 4 o'clock uh, go and get chicken burritos and crunch mm. wraps and Baja Blast like the good stuff oh, yeah. nice like like the stuff you pay over a dollar fifty for <laughs> definitely <laughs> so you yourself know yeah. yeah and uh like, we would go to Sam's Club and get the big boxes of fruit snacks and things like that. Just shit that's not good for you. And, Cookies and cream, uh, Pop-Tarts? That might have been on the list. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, junk food's always been a, a bad thing for me. But it wasn't until, really, Oakland, junior year, really, that all changed. Yeah, so what was your motivation then to lose weight? Uh, well, it's a combination of things. So, uh, I, get, I have to go in reverse order. Uh, it's a story I shared on Instagram a little while ago that um, it hit me in reverse order. So, my first year as a housing ambassador, um, and I guess for the people who are going to listen to this podcast that don't know what that is, is a job where uh, Frank and I used to give tours of like the residence halls that we lived in and uh, showed showrooms to parents and students and kind of made them de- develop a desire to want to live on the campus because uh, we went to a smaller school that was still developing a reputation so uh, the floor or the building that we were touring the main floor is the fourth floor and our showroom was on the third floor, so we had to go downstairs to a floor. So I went downstairs and I took the parents, because I was doing a parent group at that time. I walked down the hall to go talk about the IT office, which I had to go up a flight of stairs. And I went up the flight of stairs, and it was one set of stairs. Just I, It couldn't have been 15 steps or maybe 20. Uh, and I walked up them, and I got to the IT office, and I could I had to stop. Like I had to pause, and I had to apologize, because I was so winded I couldn't finish any of my sentences. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, I was like, fuck, that was embarrassing. Like, <laughs> that sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, man, what am I doing? Like, what's going on? Like, I need to change this. Um, and so I reached out to Billy, who exercise science major. He played on the baseball team. Like, he worked at GNC, so he knew what he was talking about. And he was like, come here. I'll give you some, some cheap stuff to get started as far as supplements and I bought supplements to get the, the money investment because I knew if I was spending money, I would do it because I didn't want to waste my money. And 
started going to the gym with him, um, which helped out a lot. But then thinking in retrospect, back in high school, you know, my dad passed, and that had to do a lot with poor diet, no exercise, um, you know, alcoholism, chain smoking, uh, all the things that like go against what your body needs, and uh, a lot of those things run in my family, and so I kind of made that decision then and there to fight that the rest of my life, and so I think that's what's made me committed to it. A lot of people ask, like, how do I stay committed? Yeah. When you lose somebody really close to you, and, and Joel too, you know, I, I guess also for people that don't know, um, I mean, my dad in 2009 was 48 when he passed due to cardiac failure, and then Joel, one of my best friends I met at Oakland, was 27. <laughs> He's younger than what I am now, and he passed due to the same thing because mm-hmm. he, he was about 350-pound guy. Um, and so a combination really of those three things um, you know the steps and then those two folks kind of set my framework for everything I do now I think about them all pretty much every day that's what keeps you going that's quite the journey yeah Uh, well you definitely definitely look great now so it's paid off Uh, I encourage listeners to go check you out on Instagram at DS McDonald. DS McDonald. And when I say I check him, followers. when I say check him out, I really mean check him out. You know? Yeah, like I'm still a little chunk, but a good kind of chunk. <laughs> <laughs> so after all that, uh, I'm wondering if you can get some, give us some insight. Is there actually a secret to weight loss, or are most people just lazy pigs, or? <laughs> Pretty much. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's not a secret. I mean, I guess if you want to consider it a secret, because it really, the, what it boils down to is that we live in a society now where everything is fast paced and uh, we're really a work driven culture, so everybody works and that's what they do with the majority of their time. But the secrets. Really, what losing weight is is a mathematical equation. It's calories in versus calories out. Mm. Truthfully, all it is. So that's why you hear a lot of people talk about tracking your food and macronutrients and if it fits your macro, all that kind of stuff that really just simplifies it for you. Because I mm-hmm. think some people make it too complicated. For sure. Um, you get a lot of these fad diets and no carbs and keto works for people. Not something that I'm willing to try because. I like to fit in a piece of cake from time to time and stuff like that, you know? So, uh, but that's really all it is. I mean, they've got pills out there and there's supplements and all that that work. They, they're scientifically driven, but they work in combination with proper diet and exercise. So that's the thing that a lot of people miss and they, they take these supplements and they get upset that they don't work, but it's like a, it's like any relationship, it's 50-50. You have to meet halfway, and Hmm. people don't do that. Right. Um, So I think that's where a lot of the disconnect comes with that, with losing weight. Definitely. Yeah, you make it sound a lot easier. Um, So let's see if uh, I can put that into practice. But (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was hoping you could tell me, uh, what's the deal with pesky belly fat? (laughs) Infomercials always make it sound like it's so stubborn. Yeah, I have it too. <laughs> I don't have abs. <laughs> huh. uh, BMI tells me that I'm obese. 
Really? You know, yeah, I'm five ten and I weigh two hundred twenty pounds. They tell me I'm I'm obese. My BMI is like a thirty one point eight or something like that. Huh. But I don't know. I don't really I mean, pay I attention to that. I got the little pooch, you know, that little round out at the bottom of my oh, stomach. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can't get rid of that. I think it's thanks, mom. Yeah, it seems <laughs> it seems to me like it fluctuates a lot for me anyway. Like one week I feel like I look like Jonah Hill in uh, Twenty One Jump Street. And then the next week, I feel like I look like Jonah Hill in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. So it feels like it goes, you know, expands and then contracts a lot. I don't know. But you're not Jonah Hill in Superbad, so that's a good thing. I guess that's something, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) You're welcome. Nothing but respect for Jonah Hill if he's listening. Yeah. He's not. I love him. (laughs) So that's uh, the belly fat. What about man titties? Because I got like a nice B cup going on. Um, What can I do about that? shave out that b-cup okay just push-ups some bench press and you can turn that b-cup into a b-cup yeah. <laughs> i'm interested it stays the same you just say it different right <laughs> easy as that okay yeah pretty much so you talked about your motivation uh-huh. to lose weight um what are your thoughts on other people's motivations like um I'm thinking specifically about fat shaming. Uh, do you think that could be... I know that it gets a, lot, a bad rap, but do you think fat shaming could be um, useful in, in terms of like motivation for some people? Uh, yeah, I think that's a really complex topic. Yeah. Uh, it, my opinion is I don't think anybody's really going to stick to anything unless they truly do it for themselves. And so, like, if I choose to change, I guess, in like, internally, my decision to change was because how I thought other people were perceiving me, but that's what made me want to change me. So, like, my mm-hmm. motivation ended up coming from myself. That's good. And I think that's where part of the problem is, because it's like a double-edged sword, I think, this fat-shaming culture is, because I, I think people it's important for them to be comfortable with who they are and, you know, to be happy in the life that they have. But then there's also this other side of the argument that I've heard as well that, well, obesity or being overweight comes with its own health complications. And how can you encourage somebody to live a lifestyle that can cause so many health problems? That's like saying... You know, you should smoke. It's okay to smoke. Some people think that way. Some people don't. And it's kind of the same way. Um, I support people that choose to be happy with who they are. uh, And that's their decision. That's not mine to take. Mm -hmm. But I also think they need to be willing to take, um, like, feedback from their peers or their loved ones of saying, like, we're concerned. Sure. Like, that's what me, Robbie, everybody did with Joel. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that ended up not in a great place, but we did that out of love for him because we wanted to see him do well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's where we hit that problem with that fat-shaming culture because, like, there are people that want others to lose weight out of really a good place. Mm -hmm. Sure. But... Then there's the other side. There's the people that I don't support, and that's the people that are in the gym that see somebody who's overweight, and they're for the first time, and they're like, oh, well, that person doesn't belong here. They're fat. They need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. 
which goes against everything that the fitness industry is supposed to be supporting. Because right. we're supposed to support people changing their lives for the better. So I just think this, like a lot of other things in this world, I think we got a lot of things misconstrued and messed up. <laughs> Definitely. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, if that's an initial source of motivation, if that's what gets somebody to start thinking about why do I need to make changes for themselves, uh, then is it a good thing? It can be if it's delivered to the right person. But I think more times than not, it's not going to be delivered to the right person or it's not going to be delivered to a person in the right way mm-hmm. um, to encourage them to be motivated. Yeah. Um, I think mostly it's going to really chop them down and make them not feel like they can do it, which is the issue. Yeah. So, and if anybody feels that way, like, I'm happy to talk to anybody. You know, I, I've seen it. I've been there. Yeah. Still bad at it. So are, yeah. you're offering your services? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't charge anybody for anything. I, I'm really just trying to help people. You know, I, uh, let me see. Today's the 13th. I'm taking an exam in 18 days to become a certified trainer. And nice. Uh, really just for accountability, man. That's what I, that's what my message has been on social media at this point. People want to have somebody to help hold them accountable and help kind of teach them some things that they need to know before they get started. And I mean, that's really what I'm in it for. Mm-hmm. But it's no bigger than that. So if there's anybody listening to this that wants help, I mean, I can chat with them and help them as much as I can. I'm no expert. I don't know the most, but I know enough to get started. For sure. Okay, so I've got one final question for you. Okay. And remember, uh, you are under oath. Right hand? It's the right hand? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, okay. Yes or no, do you meal prep? <laughs> what, are the, what are the conditions of this question? Uh, on a regular basis? Have I ever done it once in my life? I said before? yes or no, sir. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes. No, I I don't do it on a regular basis. There's like me and Leanne will go on kicks. Like if we know we feel good and we wanna we wanna make meals for the week we will. But like I guess where I make it more difficult on myself is I like my food fresh. Like I I really prefer uh, fresh cooked beef to microwave beef because microwave beef, I just, it's like dry and I have to drink water while I chew it so I can chew it. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, so I come up during my lunch break and, and for me being a live-in professional, you know, I live in the building that I work in, it's easy for me to do that. And that's probably going to change when I go to an office. Yeah, I'm probably meal prep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hashtag yeah. meal prep. Right. right? <laughs> sure. I probably will, but right now I don't have to, so I really don't all that much. It's convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to stay on track, but I I just track the food I eat in an app. You know, I have a certain amount of calories, and uh, that's about it. I mean, macronutrients, calories, protein, carbs, and fats, and I just keep track of them. Maybe once every two months I'll meal prep and I send the picture to you so you know that I did it so you can get some joy in life. Yes. It does bring me joy giving you crap about this. 
it's fun. Yeah. And this is really the only reason why I wanted to uh, interview you, so I can ask that question. So I appreciate Yeah, that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I asked you, you know, what, what are the, the general topics? You didn't put that in there, and I said, well, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, For sure. And again, I... I I love what you're doing on social media. I think it's inspirational, and you look great, like I said. Thank you. Well, I've got a lot of great help. Um, You know, I'm not here to to plug anything. I work with First Farm. I work with a really great company, and they've connected me with people that are coaching me and guiding me along the way as far as, like, how to make my presence on social media helpful to people. Um, That's just what works for me, and that's who works for me. And I think that's a misrepresentation that some people have. I think they they feel like I'm trying to be salesy or mm-hmm. things like that. But an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's just those are the people that have invested in me, so I'm investing back in them, and that's what it is at the end of the day. So right. it's not an individual effort, you know. People that share my stuff, friends, uh, them, uh, people that you know, interact with me. They're all the ones that make it possible. So I just put the stuff on there. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) It's great stuff. Thanks. Yep. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Since recording that conversation, Derek is now a certified personal trainer. So congrats. And as a trainer, you can trust his fitness advice. Um, Go check him out on Instagram at dsmacdonald. See for yourself. But uh, he gave me a simple mathematical equation to lose weight calories in versus calories out but the thing about that is it's a hell of a lot easier to put calories in than getting them out and sometimes when doing math um, you have to show your work and I'm not ready to keep track of those numbers Um, that seems like a lot of work especially if I'm putting thousands of calories into my face hole Um, that's a lot of math so I guess I'll just keep looking like Jonah Hill from 21 Chunk Street but uh, switching gears a little bit, we briefly talked about fat shaming, and I want to talk about that real quick. Uh, Derek called it a double-edged sword, and he's totally right. Uh, I really do think fat shaming has a bad rap for the most part. No, <laughs> bear with me here. Um, on the one hand, obviously you shouldn't go out of your way to shame people in any way. Fat shaming, slut shaming, broke-ass piece of shit shaming. Uh, You shouldn't try to make people feel bad about who they are, especially if they're having a really tough time changing. Um, And I think another issue with fat shaming is assuming that the overweight person is unhealthy. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I think the medical field and just people in general are quick to blame weight for health issues when that's not necessarily the case. Uh, But on the other hand, if we could just be honest with ourselves for one second... um, There's a good chance being overweight and obese will affect your health in the long run. And your friends and family are probably concerned about that. Um, Maybe complete strangers shouldn't say anything about your weight, but... The thing about fat shaming is I think it's an issue with language. Uh, We call it fat shaming. Um, We need to rebrand it to fat critiquing or something along those lines. Everyone always gets up so up in arms about fat shaming, uh, but don't people always claim they want folks in their life to care about them? Obviously, there's a difference between someone mentioning your weight out of concern for your health and saying something like, 
you look like a tub of lard. Obviously, there's a difference there. And who knows, maybe that could be motivating for someone. Um, let's say my issue is with motivation, uh, because apparently my self-esteem isn't low enough to tell myself to work harder. So maybe I need someone else to tell me that I'm a fat piece of shit. That might be the encouragement I need. That might be the encouragement someone else needs. Or maybe some people are just into being called disgusting pigs. You shouldn't kink shame either. Thanks for listening to this absurdity, and I won't shame you if you don't join me next time. Do 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 Irish exit everything. Irish exit everything.